Hello everyone, welcome back to Christian's Colloquy. I'm so glad that you could join me again this week. Today I'm starting what I hope will be a bit of a series on this channel. For many of you watching this, you'll know that in North America here, and maybe beyond, I'm not sure, uh, February is Black History Month. So, sort of with that in mind, but also, again, reflecting my own interests and things I'm working on for various projects, I want to, over the next, I think, three, let's say, three episodes, I want to tell a bit of a story. The story will be of the missional spirit, the missional zeal, and the missionary activity of Black Baptists. So, today there are many stories that I could talk about with Black evangelicalism, and I'll probably tell some more from around this same time period that we're going to dig into, but I want to tell the story of how Black Baptists, starting in Georgia, down in uh, the deep south of the United States, brought the Baptist tradition and Baptist values and faith to first Jamaica, and then all the way to Cameroon across the Atlantic Ocean. So this really is a story of evangelism, it's a story of God's work, and it's a story I don't feel we talk about enough. So today I'm going to start with part one of this From Georgia to Jamaica to Cameroon series, telling you first about the man and the missionary George Lyle. So why don't we dive in, we'll start talking about who George Lyle is, what he did, and how he lays the foundation for this amazing story of missionary activity. Let's dive in. So, for those who don't know, George Lyle was born a slave in Virginia in 1752. So, there in the States, back when Virginia was one of several, or one of 13, I should say, colonies that formed the 13 colonies, part of the British Empire. But shortly after his birth and his adolescence, uh, in his younger years, I should say, he was taken to Georgia. It's while in Georgia, in 1773, he was converted through the ministry of Matthew Moore. Matthew Moore was a pastor there in Georgia, and he was the pastor of a white church. This was George Lyle's master's church, and despite that, it might be interesting that Lyle himself became active in the church and was allowed to listen, allowed to learn, and was even converted under this ministry. Shortly after his conversion in the 1770s, he showed an aptitude and an interest in preaching, and he was quite quickly given license to preach to uh, slaves who were in plantations there in Georgia in and around the Savannah era, area all the way through to South Carolina. So uh, George Lyle was immediately, shortly after his conversion, recognized, equipped, and licensed to preach the good news to fellow enslaved peoples. It was around this time that his master, Henry Sharp, who was a Baptist deacon, this is important, approved greatly of Lyle's ministry. So he received support from both the slaves who were listening to his um, ministry and were receiving his ministry, but also the white people around him, his master, the white pastor. So already a remarkable story, but let's dig into a bit what makes his ministry quite noteworthy. In 1775, Lyle was actually ordained and became the first ordained African-American Baptist pastor. This is a big deal. This was the first black pastor uh, for the Baptist tradition in the United States. And I think many of us would know of how black Baptists really became quite a large and robust movement. And we could really speak of its origins uh, in George Lyles, one of the critical founders or critical pioneers of this robust tradition that is still powerfully with us today. 
It was from here after being ordained that he went on to plant the first African-American Baptist church in North America. That's what's pictured on your screen on the right side. It's in Savannah, Georgia. It's called First African there. But I should mention here, if you were to look it up on its Wikipedia page, I, I believe I'll put that in the description down below, that several other churches, black Baptist churches, also claim the title as First African-American Baptist Church in North America. So a bit of dispute there, but many people recognize that George Lyle's congregation, even if formally established and uh, invested as a church a bit later, that congregation itself, the people itself, gathering that was the first african-american baptist church in the united states so first african baptist church in savannah georgia it's now a museum i'm not sure if there are services still there i should have looked into that but definitely a place you can visit and see firsthand moving on from there so lyle as you probably picked up on the dates especially if you're an american or familiar with american history this was right around the american revolution when those 13 colonies uh fought a war for independence against the, the British Empire. And while as a Canadian, I will remain neutral on the American Revolution in this video, I will just say that George Lyle, like many other African Americans during that time, found themselves in a precarious spot. As a, as a preacher, I should say, in this environment, George Lyle was influential in the conversion of many slaves, slaves like David George and Andrew Bryan. And these were figures who were up-and-coming African-American churchmen, formerly enslaved people, but all navigating the, the turmoil and the confusion of the American Revolutionary War. This is where you see a lot of um, African-Americans, formerly enslaved people, who sided with the British with the promise of freedom. Lyle was one of them, many others, but... Lyle, on the one hand, as we'll get to in a minute, went to Jamaica. Many other of these formerly enslaved loyalists, people who fought on the British side, went up to Nova Scotia to the Northeast. And those are fascinating stories that tie in with Lyle, tie in with everything we're talking about, this missional zeal. But we'll come back to that in another episode, those northern uh, Nova Scotia communities of formerly enslaved peoples navigating the American Revolutionary War and loyalty to Britain or patriotism in the American context. So there Lyle was ministering during this time of the American Revolutionary War, and it's during this time that his master, who was both a Baptist deacon and a loyalist, chose to free Lyle. So that's interesting if you're a Baptist scholar who's familiar with John Leland or Isaac Backus, who are noteworthy Baptist theologians and the pioneers of the Baptist tradition in the emerging American Republic. They were often voices vote, uh, supporting the American Revolution, but... There were also Baptists, Baptists who were traditionally thought of as in line with American values, uh, separation of church and state and religious liberty and all those wonderful things with Thomas Jefferson and the revolution. Baptists were also remaining loyalists, which might be more familiar to a British Baptist context where Baptists who were at once associated with Cromwell and English republicanism became noteworthy in their staunch uh, support for the English monarchy. So lots of questions, but that's a rabbit hole. Let's bring it back. So... Formerly enslaved peoples, like Lyle now, were a big part of this discussion in the American Revolution. They had to figure out what they would do, many siding with the British, and many fighting even on behalf of the British in order to gain their freedom, despite slavery still being legal in the British Empire. So, let's move on. While I mentioned that some formerly enslaved peoples moved to Nova Scotia or other parts, Lyle, like some others I'm sure, chose to move to Jamaica. And that was to avoid all the social and political drama of the post-revolution United States. And this was where, with Lyle, with his family, I didn't mention his family because uh, we're not focusing so much on Lyle, but this grander narrative, but they all moved to Jamaica in 1783. 
there's a lot more that could be said. I have sources down uh, in the description down below. Check those out. They fill in the details. Uh, he was helped by a person, but there was a debt he had to pay off. But please feel free. Get those details from a source down below. It was when in Jamaica in the early 1780s that Lyle quickly, like he had in Georgia and South Carolina, he quickly became uh, became a preacher among enslaved peoples. During this time in the British Empire in Jamaica, many uh, Africans were still being uh, sent over from Africa itself, the various countries in West Africa we could think of, uh, the Slave Coast there, the Gold Coast. They were still being brought to the Americas, and Jamaica was a place where many slaves arrived, and Lyle began preaching to them. So it's interesting, I want to pause here and mention that, just looking at this timeline, Lyle's ministry in Jamaica as a Baptist pastor beginning in 1783, this was 10 years before William Carey went to India. So at least 10 years before we think of the start of the global missions movement where missionaries were traveling across the world, we think of William Carey and the foundation of the Baptist Missionary Society, the Church Missionary Society, the London Missionary Society, before the rise of these global mission societies and all those great and wonderful missionaries who went out across the globe, it's here from the first ordained African-American Baptist pastor, we see him become the first international missionary in this context of American or British or English-speaking evangelicalism, where he moved from Georgia to Jamaica, and a big part of that was ministry to formerly enslaved peoples. So just a cool thing, an interesting fact, but also an encouraging fact. When we do church history and we're thinking about the big names, there's a lot of still big names underneath those even bigger names that we need to get to know, that's worth getting to know really changes the narrative, and I think that can be challenging at times, but also so, so encouraging. So, that's George Lyle, and I, I'll get back to the narrative a bit here. It's important to mention that George Lyle, uh, interestingly, some might find this fascinating, some f might find this convicting, but he supported himself and his family through transport work, and he never, take he never took payment for himself for his preaching. I read in one of my sources I consulted that he would, any payment he got, he would uh, use it to support enslaved peoples there in Jamaica. Let's turn to our final point. It's here with Lyle that we have to start talking about the origins of Jamaican Baptists. Lyle in Jamaica preached to thousands of newly arrived African slaves, but also in addition to that, he baptized hundreds of people himself. It's here that we also have to acknowledge that Lyle as a Baptist in the British Empire he faced significant persecution, significant opposition to his ministry. His public baptisms, which of course were a staple in Baptist ministry at the time, were especially aggravating to the planting elite, those planters who wanted to maintain the slave system, who wanted to continue to treat enslaved Africans as cattle, less than people who wanted to control. They didn't appreciate the ministry, a growing and uh, budding ministry of an African-American Baptist pastor who was proclaiming justice and liberty in the gospel of Jesus Christ and publicly baptizing people into the Christian faith. For the planting elite, this was problematic, but this foreshadows a major role that Baptists, specifically African-American Baptists, would play not only in Jamaica, but in the British Empire as a whole, in bringing about greater and deeper conversations of abolition, and eventually, in the 1830s, the abolition of the institution of slavery itself. So, that's a story that we'll develop next time, but I'll just briefly mention it was under Lyle that Jamaican Baptists were organized into many congregations, and this is the origins of the Ethiopian Baptists of Jamaica. So, 
Lyle was not only a preacher, a missionary, a church planter, he was also a bit of an organizer. He was a bit of an administrator, bringing together a new convention of Baptists there in Jamaica. But as I said, this is only the beginning. This was George Lyle, such an amazing figure, such a, a, a fascinating figure from church history. It's worth getting to know, both as a point in Baptist history, but also in the point, as a point of black history, African-American history, and seeing how those things can be brought together in stories such as these, which are so powerful and so encouraging. But that's only the first edition of this new series talking about from Georgia to Jamaica to Cameroon. So today we got the Georgia bit down and the origins of Jamaica. Next time we'll unpack what the Baptist tradition looked like in Jamaica. We'll talk about how it related to the Baptist Missionary Society, the BMS, how it related to the question of abolition. And then we'll transition into that third and final part, how it was African uh, Jamaican, so Afro-Jamaican Baptists who eventually brought the Baptist tradition to Cameroon with the support of the BMS. Brilliant story, amazing story, encouraging story, and one we need to know more about. So I will do my little part and share it with you. And in the description, if you want to keep reading, please, I will leave a bunch of sources you could check out. Uh, I'll leave smaller ones because I know we don't have a lot of time. But if you're interested, I'll leave a book or two that I found interesting reading about. And I will suggest it to you if you're more interested in Lyle or any of the other things I talk about. Anyway, thank you for joining me here on Christian's Colloquy. I hope you found it fascinating, and I hope you will join me again as we explore more stories like Lyle's as we unpack the series and as we dip into other topics. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please leave them in the description down below. Reach out to me on Twitter or wherever else you can find me. I love to have a conversation as we unpack this history. But until then, take care. <laughs>